What's up, Canes fans? Welcome into another edition of the Canes Inside Podcast. I am your host, Peter Ariz, alongside D Money, as always. Have a special show coming up for you today. Got quarterback commit Judd Anderson. Uh, had a really good conversation with him. Uh, great, you know, looking prospect in terms of his size and stature at the quarterback position and got to know him a little bit. Um, so as always, when, when this episode drops, like, subscribe to the channel on YouTube. You can find us on all social media channels, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, and, you know, we have a ton of content going out there every single day, as well as the website. Um, D-Money, welcome. We got a, got a commitment today. Jaden Davis, uh, transfer from, from Oklahoma. I know the fans have been waiting for the portal to, to, to pop and hasn't been a ton of action just yet in terms of commitments, right? But uh, this was an important one that I know they're they're excited about. Yeah, the coaches are excited, and they should be. And it's funny, I've heard mixed reaction for this rec uh, recruit commitment. Just on the Canes Inside message boards, people are like, oh, this is not an impact player. We shouldn't have taken a veteran like this. Listen, we need corners. I'll break it down that simple. We need corners. This was a no-brainer take. It's not even worth discussing, but we'll discuss it anyways. Here's the situation. In 2018, sorry, 2019, Miami signed to Corey Couch, Christian Williams. Christian Williams not here. To Corey Couch is one of our only reliable players. If you call him that, because he's been up and down. 2020, you get Marcus Clark, Isaiah Dunson. They're not here. 21, Malik Curtis, still working his way in the corner position, played a little bit last year, got cooked. 2022, Kamari Rogers, gone. Jaden Harris looks like a good player. They like his size, his speed, his toughness, energy, all that. But his weakness is coverage. You saw when he played last year and got cooked. He will most likely be a safety long-term. So take him out of the, the corner group. Chris Graves, who has not shown shown the flashes, but it's not shown that he can be relied upon, that you, coaches are going to go to sleep at night knowing their job is in his hands in terms of doing what he needs to do. So you, in four years, have one semi-reliable corner on the roster right now from the recruiting class. So I don't know what people think the state of the program is that you could just turn down a veteran like Jaden Davis who played 1,400, 1,500 snaps at Oklahoma. It's just, it's not realistic. Started 20-plus games. You know, obviously the Big 12 is not uh, known for defense, but they are known for producing wide receivers, right? So he's had uh, some tough matchups there in the Big 12. And I, I think you said it in, the, in the, the bank last week, right, how the staff was really prioritizing character as well. And I know that's not what everyone wants to hear. Uh, you know, they want to hear about the, the sort of football player he is. But it all ties in. And this is a high-character guy, going to be in his fifth year now um, in, in college, right? So tons of experience. Son of a longtime high school coach down here in South Florida, uh, right? So everything that you're looking for in terms of the type of player that you want to build this culture around, and albeit it'll be a one-year thing with him, right? But uh, he's someone who is going to leave the, the, the locker room and the program in a better place in terms of what he's going to bring uh, with the work ethic and 
you know, you mentioned a guy like a Chris Graves who has shown tons of, uh, you know, ability, right. But has to clean some things up in terms of his consistency. A guy like Jaden Davis could come in and really help someone like him. Right. Yeah. And I, listen, I expect him to be heavily in the mix for that starting position opposite of Devonte Brown. Um, and he has played a lot of nickel in his, in his career as well. Um, but again, emphasis on um, the experience here, valuable, valuable experience, right? When you just went down the list of guys that you're hypothetically going to be relying on, uh, not a ton of snaps there, right? Um, so I think it's a very, very high quality pickup, high quality depth. And to me, it's going to be more than depth. I think he's going to be a contributor on the team this year. Yeah, and we'll talk more about the player and the person because I know you know him pretty well going back to high school. I don't think people realize just how dire the situation is at cornerback. We just went through old recruiting classes. You've lost Tyreek Stevenson now, second round to the Bears. You've lost DJ Ivy, seventh round to the Bengals, which we'll talk about. So two NFL corners out the door from a team that didn't play that great last year in the back end. In the recruiting class, no Cormani McLean, no Antoine Jackson. So you're really only bringing in two guys, Damari Brown and Robert Stafford, neither of whom are spring enrollees. So you just need somebody who can play. And people will say, well, he's the same thing as a porter. He's the same thing as a couch. Not that big, not overly athletic, just kind of solid, average kind of P5 guy. Look. That may be the case. I'm not disputing that. This guy's not a first-round pick coming in here or a second-round pick like when we got Tyreek. But that doesn't mean he's not going to help us because we were an injury away or a suspension away or whatever from extremely dire circumstances. And now you have a guy that can play, that's played in bowl games, that's played in big games, started big games, and knows how to play. So this has raised your floor. Maybe it's not changing your ceiling as with an impact guy, but it's raised your floor. Miami's still going to pursue cornerbacks. They just offered a kid out of Louisiana, uh, Louisiana, Louisiana Lafayette today. So they're working to add more corners, hopefully an impact guy. But this was an absolutely necessary take, given what was in the room due to years of just horrible cornerback recruiting, really from, from Manny, Manny Diaz's staff, because that's who was ultimately making those calls. You know, and even go back to 2018, by the way, sorry to stop. Even you go back to 2018, that was the year you had Patrick Sertan, who you missed, who's in the NFL, probably the best corner in the league. All pro, yeah. Tyson Campbell, who is a very, very good corner for the Jacksonville Jaguars, second round pick, missed him. Uh, you missed, who else they missed in that year? It was, uh, you know, uh, Samuel, excellent corner for the, the Chargers, didn't offer him. Who would have like been a, very so he would have been very receptive to Miami if they if they would have been on it, right? Even a guy like you know Josh Joby who won a World Championship or was a NFC Championship for the Eagles, um, started for Alabama. Obviously, they played in huge games. Even a guy like Rashad Wild Goose Duasso's guy who went to Wisconsin and ultimately got drafted. You know, a lot of very very good players. I'm missing guys from that class that went on to very big things. Really all Miami got out of that class at corner was DJ Ivy who got drafted, but Al blades didn't really live up to what you hoped he would. And ironically bringing it all back, Jaden Davis, who we're talking Jayden about Davis, today, yeah. started over Al blades 
in high school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this has been a long period of poor cornerback recruiting, and you're trying to piece it back together with guys like Devontae Brown, um, Daryl Porter, Davis, who even though they've been up and down, have good film against good teams. They're grown-ups. They know how to play. South Florida guys who have had success elsewhere against legitimate competition, and that you can at least set a floor where Case will be average at corner. Maybe if a guy like Damari Brown hits the freshman or Robert Stafford, or if another one of these portal guys lands in Miami's lap, you can raise the ceiling a little bit, but you'll at least be average. Whereas before Jaden Davis and a couple of these other guys came in, it was looking potentially catastrophic at the corner position. Pete, I want to ask you, you know, you know, Jaden Davis, you interviewed him in high school, talked to him in high school. I know you worked with him in your role at FRM. What can you tell me about both the the person and then the feedback you got as, as far as the player? Well, very, very, very football oriented uh, kid. Like I said, son of a coach. I want to say his dad was John Ford's coach at Dillard. Um, I may need to, you know, do my fact checking there. Um, but I want to say he was the coach at Dillard uh, when, when Ford was there and Jordan Wright and some other guys who played. Uh, but again, very football oriented uh, kid. And, you know, you, you hear a lot of stuff about the cult. Again, I, I keep harping on it, but the culture that you're that that you're trying to build at Miami and a lot of the guys that are going out of the building, you, you see pretty early the emphasis Miami made on getting Davis. You know, he was on campus last week. From what I understand, um, you know, you have you have your sources, obviously, but the, the people that I talk to that that have been, you know, dealing with Jaden and Miami was pretty aggressive early um, in, in, you know, when he put his name in the portal. Right. Um, and again, this is a guy who, who had other opportunities at other power five programs where he probably would have been more uh, guaranteed to be a starter uh, at, at another place. Right. And again, I, I think he's going to be prominently in the mix uh, at Miami, but I think it says a lot about him. Um, that he decided to come here, come home. And, you know, I got to refresh my memory again on this, but I don't, I don't think he was a big priority for Miami when he was a high school recruit either. Right. So I, you know, I, I, there was some interest there. I remember him coming to a camp, um, but he was, you know, he wasn't a huge corner. Uh, Oklahoma was actually the first to offer Trajan Bandy at the time, or Trajan was committed to Oklahoma. First, so so Oklahoma was trying to get you know in the mix with some some of the you know guys that maybe Miami, Florida, Florida State didn't necessarily want at the time. Uh, so I think it again it says a lot that he's a mature enough kid, you know, man now almost because he's you know going into year five that he didn't hold that stuff kind of against Miami. Obviously, different staff and all that, but um, I'm excited about the pickup. Yeah, real quick, I'm going to go through his high school numbers. He's grown since then. But it's funny, look at his high school numbers. Almost identical testing to Daryl Porter. 5'10", 166, he's grown. Uh, he's gotten heavier since then, but run, ran 4'5", 4'3", shuttle, 32 vert, 89.88 spark, which is okay, a four-star prospect. Really, he is a, almost a carbon copy when you look at those numbers of Daryl Porter Jr., who Miami already has. So think of that kind of athlete. I would say, um, you know, David Porter, I played Porter. I played what one season in West Virginia before coming over to Miami. 
So, so you know, a lot more football under Jaden Davis's belt. Right. Good feet. Son of a coach, like you said. Smooth corner can tackle. Just not going to give you the, the great corner attributes as far as the length and the speed the true impact guys have. But this someone who knows how to play, knows how to tackle, and again, raises your – and Miami is not done in the portal. I am going to have a loaded bank coming up later this week on the podcast, which I promise you will go through all the – different options now that dust has settled a little bit i'll get my i'm digging i'll get get my my updates from my people and i will come with a loaded bank but this one i know miami wanted him badly because of the experience because of the iq the savvy and just the energy that he brings to the room they think they need that room needs a little bit of juice and and they think davis can bring some of that energy to the room along with consistent play at the position but uh miami cornerbacks and making uh, some headlines lately. Yeah, had, this weekend probably drafted. made the decision a little easier for for Jaden Davis. You know, obviously different body types than the two guys that got drafted there. But, you know, listen, Stevenson obviously was not a surprise. Uh, and I don't think it was a surprise where he got drafted either. I think I've said, you know, I thought he'd be a top 50 pick. He went 56. So right outside of that uh, range, but pretty much where, where we thought he'd go. Um, and then with DJ, man, I mean, we've been, we've been probably, you know, the only people saying it consistently publicly, but that's why every time we would talk about it, right. I would refer back to the NFL scouts and, and again, what they have always said about him, right. Because he's a guy who, who's played a lot of football. So his name's been out there is man. He just looks the part um, and he has really good moments on film, um, as we saw. We and we knew you and I knew this. He he he's not slow either, right? He can run. That like we saw, he he busted a mid four four um, at, at pro day, right? And interviewed was always going to interview well, um, you know. So that part of the process was going to pass with flying colors, which which he did um, from everything that I heard and you know, getting a really good opportunity with the Bengals here. Um, so, you know, you, you tweeted it the other day that you, you haven't been happier for a cane. I, you know, that it's, uh, it's, I think the sentiment probably was, was shared by a lot of Canes fans. Cause this is a guy who you said never went back at the, the, the fans who were as hard on him as anybody as I've seen the last, you know, 10, 15 years, you know, being around the social media era, right? And, you know, just did everything he was supposed to do off the field. Um, never, you know, was, was always the model guy in the locker room. And Miami needs, you know, more of those guys in the locker room moving forward. Obviously now uh, you want the guys to be able to perform because he, you know, did have his moments. And he would tell you that, right, that, that, that there were moments that, he's, that he would like to have back. But as far as a prospect, I mean, let's see now what happens if he gets this, you know, at this next level and and is able to show his physicality and you know get get coached up on you know not that the coaching in Miami uh, was bad, but when they're you know the coaching up there is a different level um, and they're really really going to try to maximize uh, his his abilities. So yeah, like and like you said, you were all over it. The the, the Jonathan Ford comparison, another seventh rounder who stuck around. You know, he was uh, he was on the sideline of all those packages. He was he was he was on John Big Four was it was on the fifty three man roster this last year, getting his you know full salary. So and a lot of people really didn't think that was uh, just based off saying, man, 
this guy doesn't have that many sacks or same thing with DJ Avio. We see him getting beat or, you know, he doesn't come down with the, with, with the interceptions as much as we'd like him. Doesn't get his head turned around. Right. How many times did we hear that NFL coaches and NFL executives look at him and say, man, we can get something out of him. We can coach him up. Um, and that's, that's always a little bit of the ego, right. Of, of the NFL, right. They're, they're always the guys up there are always going to think they can get more out of, them than the college level, which unfortunately on Miami, we've seen too many times the last 15 years, we could do three podcasts on the guys who have, uh, you know, not live up to their ability at Miami and go on and do great things at the next level. But that's why you look at someone like, like DJ and you see him get the opportunity that, that he had. And even listen, if you, if you ask Kane's fans where they thought, Tyreek Stevenson should get drafted. Uh, most of them probably wouldn't say second round either, right? Just based off saying, well, what happened in the Middle Tennessee State game? What happened here, right? So that's just goes to show you the importance of this draft process. Like, I like, you know, Tyreek had the senior bowl, his pro day, the combine. And a lot of stuff goes on there where these, these people in the league really dig into, okay, why didn't this player – you know, succeed to the highest of his abilities, at, you know, in this situation, really get to the bottom of things. So, yeah. And, you know, going back to our prior conversation, I don't think people realize how few good corners there are in the country. I, Ivy, they're ready to throw out, cut them, and the guy's getting drafted. Jaden Davis, who we all agree has some limitations, he's a four star transfer, four seven. There just aren't that many guys out there. Well, and this isn't the old days where you have, where you say, well, I have two good corners and we're ready to go. Obviously, injuries are going to happen, but you need three, four defensive, you know, three, four corners on the field at a time these days. People are questioning the pick of the Dolphins pick of Cam Smith saying, oh, well, they already have, you know, X and, and you know, why do, why do they need another guy, right? Well, you need as many corners as you can get when you see these offenses right now. You see what you see what they're going to have to go up against in their own, own division, right? So it the same can be said about, about, you know, what we're talking about here. No, no. And look, if Miami's going to be great, they do need to sign the Patrick Sertans, the, the Tyson Campbells, the legitimate superstar corners that Miami has not been signing since forever. Going back as far as I can remember, really, they have not been signing the superstar corners. So that is a problem with Miami's program that they need to fix. It's not going to get fixed with what we're talking about here. But you take quality, playable corners when you can get them and they have good character and you don't ask twice. But happy for DJ, happy for Tyreek. And then Will Mallory also going to the Colts, you know, fastest tight end uh, in the draft obviously leaves, you know, some things to be desired in, in the blocking game. But again, that's, that's the beauty of the NFL level. They're, they're not going to ask him to, to get, to get down and dirty in the trenches uh, too much. Right. So it'll be a, he'll play a certain role and um, you know, hopefully again with Will, as I've said time and time again, he would have probably been a, a higher pick if his, if his body uh, wasn't a concern in terms of the injuries, right. He's had the knee, he's had the shoulder. Um, so I think we were saying fifth to seventh round pick pretty consistently was where 
he would go. Um, but the injuries were a concern for teams. Again, he was the fastest tight end in the draft. He went six rounds. So you can only imagine what he would have probably um, had the potential to go if nothing was an issue there. But again, that's the beauty of the league. You know, he'll he'll have an opportunity now to go out there and, and if he does what he's supposed to do, get to his second contract. And that's where he, uh, you know, can can really make it for himself. But but, I, you know, if he stays healthy, he's got a, He's got a good opportunity. Yeah, Mallory, another guy like Ivy, beloved by the coaches and, and teammates. So happy for him. He's been working hard. If Miami's going to get to the next level, not only do they need to sign some more of these first-rounders, Jose Flowers or Kalia Kansi, uh, that would have helped. But they also need to turn guys like Mallory and Ivy from fifth and seventh-round picks into day two, day one picks because they, the, they have it in their bodies to be that. You, I saw flashes on Green Tree where they looked like that player that was going to go first, second, third round. Clearly the NFL saw that talent because they drafted them without having the production of some other players. So Miami needs to not only add more premium elite guys, which Mario's working really hard on easy to picture Francis Malgo on that stage, but they also need to make sure the guys that are getting drafted in the fifth and seventh round with physical tools are going higher and performing better while they're here. And I think Mallory and Ivy are two perfect examples of guys that in the future, you need to get more out of those guys. And that's how you get more of these day two, day one picks. It's not just signing more guys it's getting it out of guys like that. Who's shown flashes and who have the physical tools that the NFL teams want. Definitely. Cause those guys aren't getting drafted off, off of their film. You know, they're getting drafted. Yeah, there's stuff in the film that shows, but they're getting drafted on their traits. Um, yes. Speaking of traits, I know you talked to a six foot six, almost six foot seven quarterback with some basketball athleticism, big arm, smooth mover, Judd Anderson. So, really looking forward to that interview. Uh, it seems like a great kid. And uh, listen, he's in dog country and he's and he's turning, uh, turning people into Canes fans out there. So, he's uh, you know, he's in the trenches up there. And, and like I said, you know, obviously Georgia has a great thing going on right now, but looks like, looks like people in his, uh, in his community are, are all the way behind him and his choice to go to Miami. So let's see what he's got to say, like, and subscribe. Judd Anderson next on the Canes Inside podcast. All right. Want to welcome in now Judd Anderson, 2024 quarterback commit for the Miami Hurricanes recruiting class to the Canes Insight podcast. Judd, I know it's been a crazy last few weeks for you. You know, life has probably changed a little yeah. bit uh, sure. since committing to the Canes. Yes, so what's it been like for you? Uh, well, one thing, I mean, you, you kind of walk around school and stuff, people throwing up the you. It's, it's different. It's definitely like you kind of – it's almost surreal. Like you – you don't really expect it. And then some random kids walking up behind you, throwing up the U and they're like, Oh man, congrats, congrats, congrats. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, also it, it, I'm kind of glad the recruiting process is over for me. I'm, I'm, I'm just getting things done. And now I feel like I can focus on Miami and focus on my school year and just everything I got to do to excel and just be a better Better quarterback for my high school team. Man, you must be a popular guy if you get – you're in dog country 
and you got you got the people around you in school uh, throwing up the U. You you must be you must be a well liked guy if you if you got people, you know. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's I mean, it's kind of just playful stuff and I mean, but everybody kind of says that they don't they don't love the orange and green and it it, it looks too much like Florida or this or that. And I'm like, "Nah, man. I mean, it's it's orange and green all the way. That's how we do it down there." You and your follower count must must be going must be going crazy since you committed too, right? The Canes fan base is pretty is pretty yeah. nuts on there, huh? Yeah, it's blowing up right now, and it just keeps like it keeps rolling and rolling and rolling. And I'm like, oh crap, oh crap, another one. Like, in my Twitter notifications every time, it's just it's right. Screwed. So, what's your schedule like now in terms? Obviously, your you know school's not over with. Uh, you aren't in summer yet, and now you have practice starting. You know, workouts, and you as a quarterback, right? Probably getting in some extra work outside of mm-hmm. what you have to do with, you know, with your team. So. Just break down what your schedule is like right now. So right now we're in spring ball. So we've been – we go until May 5th. So it's kind of like um, today was our last practice before we prepare for game week basically. Um, and so we, we've just been kind of doing that. And that's been the main thing I've been occupied with. But I was actually in Mobile last week training with quarterback country and – um, I've been I've been working with those guys for a while now. I've uh, I've been training with Denny Thompson out of Jacksonville, and so I, I get I get a lot of work in just like on, on my weekends and stuff on my free weekends whenever I get to. I, I do a lot of speed training uh, up in near Atlanta and just doing 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 a lot of different things on the weekends and times that I'm free and I just get the opportunity to. I know uh, former Canes quarterback Malik Rozier is is part of quarterback country. Mm-hmm. You know him being a Mobile guy. You hit the barbecue spot across the street, Dreamland. Dreamland? Uh no, I haven't. Um, got it. No, you got to You got to go there, man. I'm, yeah, I, I, I go there good. every year for the Senior Bowl, and you know I know it's right across the street yeah. from the facility. We saw it over there uh, mm-hmm. this year, so got to check it out. Yeah. Um, so in terms of your background as a quarterback, right, is this, you know, how, how long have you been playing the position? You being a bigger guy, right, play other sports. Sometimes you get thrown into trying, being the bigger guy growing up, you may get thrown into playing, you know, a line spot, a tight end position, mm-hmm. just because you're naturally a, bit, a, a bigger kid, right? Yeah. In terms of working with these coaches, these quarterback coaches and all that, is this a new thing for you? Is that something that, you know, you've just started recently doing? Just take us back in terms of your growth as, as a quarterback and yeah. kind of your development up to this point. For sure. I mean, like in middle school, I bounced around positions. I played quarterback. I played safety. I played receiver. I mean, it's kind of was like the all-around athlete type deal. I mean, I did a lot of different things. But then high school hit, and they were like, okay, like let's focus on quarterback. Let's lock into that. And you're going to be the guy for us. And, not, like, let's just completely go into that. And, I mean, I was in a wing tee for the first two years of high school. so And I, I kind of really didn't understand much. So it, it was kind of like, oh, you know. And then I, I grew and I learned and developed. And um, when I transferred to Jones County, it was my first year in a spread. And now I'm – looking on to my second year and in a spread offense and getting, getting where I want to be. 
And I mean, obviously the, you know, the verbiage is different, the terminology, mm -hmm. uh, but just the skill set you can use, right? Because yeah. on the wing tee, you're handing the ball off and, you know, you're running, but how do you think your skill set um, is kind of tailor made for the spread you're in now and just how you see football in general, the evolution of it and the mm -hmm. evolution of these offenses and the offense that the type of offense you're going to be stepping into at Miami with coach Dawson. Yeah. I mean, uh, as you know, Dawson runs an air raid. So, I mean, I'm like, I'm really looking forward to that. I mean, he works yeah, as a quarterback. Your eyes got, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he um, he works with his quarterbacks. He works with his main guys, and he builds his offense around those guys. He builds his off offense around the guy, you know. Like, he builds his offense around Tyler right now. and Eventually, it'll be he, – he's looking to develop Jakari and develop Emery and develop Tyler. Well, he had Clayton Toon last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, he, he's done a great job with those kind of guys. And just, I mean, like, you look at Clayton, and, I mean, that dude's – gonna be i mean he's a stud you know similar body type to you as well you know six yeah. five, bigger quarterback can move a little bit mm -hmm. and i think like i was just kind of looking into that stuff and i was like this is this is sweet like i mean he's right. one of the best offensive coordinators in football right now i mean he, he he knows what he's doing so i think i think it'd definitely be a fit for it, it i mean it's obviously a fit for me so it just makes sense well, what does Coach Dawson and I guess the other Miami offensive coaches, Coach Cristobal, tell you? What have they told you about your game uh, right now and, and what they like about, about what you bring to the table? I mean, obviously the physical traits. You, uh, you look at me, you look at the height, you look at the just being able to take a hit out of the backfield by those guys and being able to stay firm and strong and deliver – deliver shots and I think that's the that's the biggest thing I mean they want a big armed guy and they want somebody who's gonna rip it around for him and move, extend the ball down the field through the passing game and they they that's what they want and they want a guy who's gonna stay in the pocket and go through progressions and I think I fit that role pretty perfectly I'm sure they I'm sure they threw the name Justin Herbert around as well. yeah <laughs> yeah uh Cristobal did a bunch he's like man you might be taller than uh Justin Herbert and I was like, yeah. Well, what are you What are you weighing right now? Um, I'm weighing, weighing around two twenty. Okay. So yeah, I'm kind so, of fluctuating. So, I'm in between like two twenty, two twenty five. So and you have basketball too, which I'm sure you know. When you're in basketball season as well, you 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 drop a little bit. Yeah. Um, so, but but and which obviously that leads me into my next question. You you're, you're a basketball guy. Mm -hmm. For those who haven't seen your clips, because there's limited stuff out there, but how would you describe your your game on the on the basketball court? I mean, I play center, so it's kind of like I don't. Uh, I mean, listen, I can, but what is that? Listen, centers these days they can yeah, shoot. Yeah, I'm not no, I'm not no stretch five. I get rebounds. <laughs> and I, uh, At least you're honest know, about it. Yeah, yeah, I make big plays, just blocking shots, and I mean, I played. We we had a bunch of scores around me this year, so it was kind of like it was like inside out game. So we played a lot of inside out. I I got a lot of assists. I mean, I passed the ball around a lot. I mean, I was 
delivering it to shooters, making trying to make give us the best opportunities. And I, I mean, we had a great point guard this year who distributed the ball, and we, I mean, just we I, we had guys around me, and that's why we went right. to the final four is because we had a, a great team with just a lot of key pieces around us just to be able to get there. Well, listen, you're the quarterback is showing because you're you know you're you're really mm-hmm. highlighting your teammates and and. You know, you're letting the people know that it really it wasn't it wasn't all you. But it's listen, it's interesting because people think quarterback more of a finesse position normally. Yeah. Not always. You see what Jalen Hurts, you know, how he plays the game, right? He's he's running people over left and right. Yeah. Um, but you think about a quarterback, you may think three point shooter, you know, ball handler. Mm-hmm. But it's it's nice to know you're not afraid to get to get dirty in there. Yeah, I've I've always grew up. I mean, I've always been tall, so I always grew up playing center and playing power forward. And I knew I, uh, that was my game. My dad played in the post, and so I, I kind of just grew up with it and grew up learning post moves and different things just to, like, make my game better. Listen, in, in 10, 15 years, you're going to be – you're gonna be glad you learned the post moves because when you're playing pickup ball, I'm telling you, that's where you're gonna that's where you're gonna revert back to. It's the church league, to man. Yeah, for sure. Now, any other sports? Did you did you did you play any other sports growing up, or was it really just basketball and football? Um, I ran a little bit of track in like middle school. Not not crazy, but kind of I kind of shied away from it. And then, um, yeah, I mean, I just played basketball and football. Really? So. Got it. What was your uh, impression of, of Miami campus when you were down there uh, recently? And who came down there with you? So my whole family came, like my sister, my dad, my mom, and one of my teammates came with me. And so, I mean, I I kind of had it in the back of my head. I was going to like – I was going to make a move to like – I was like, I'm thinking about committing. And – me and my parents sat down and talked about it because we – I mean, we'd been on the phone with Dawson. We'd been on the phone with Cristobal. We'd been on the phone with um, a bunch of that staff. And so it was like – it was. I got down there and I, I fell in love with the place. I mean, it, it is sweet. It is awesome. Like that – just the entire vibe around just the school and the city and just everything about it is what I fell in love with. And the t- players there are already are just amazing people. And the coaches there are amazing people in person, just getting to meet those guys in person. That's all I needed to see to commit. Yeah, man. Coral Gables is tough to beat. That's for sure. <laughs> yes, um, sir. Now you obviously being the quarterback for this class just talk about, which I'm sure was part of the other reason you wanted to kind of get the process over with when you did, is kind of cementing yourself as a leader moving forward for the class. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think people see how active you are on social media, showing yeah. your support when guys are committing, and I'm sure you're doing some stuff behind the scenes as well. So just talk about that role that you're trying to kind of take on, and how's it, how's it going so far? Are you uh, – are you working on anything right now that the Canes fans uh, should be excited about? I'm working on a couple things. I've got a couple things up my sleeve, trying to get some playmakers for us to get here and just kind of texting some guys. And I'll see, like, somebody like something I posted about Miami, and I'll, I'll DM them and I'll be like, hey, man, like, what you got going on, you know? Right. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was very special for me to be, like, the first – offensive skill position like I feel like 
that was a huge thing for me to lead this class was okay like we we have we had abram we've got the kicker we've got the boot you know and then i come in and our class for the next three weeks blows up we get chance we get Juan, we get chris we get isaiah thomas and a I mean, we we just blew and up. it looks like. Listen, it's early part of summer now. Camp season coming up. Probably yep. going to be a lot more rolling in. Yeah, for sure. I think uh, once those guys take their officials, I think it's going to be like it's where I want to be. And so, I think we'll get a lot of a, a lot of studs around us. And I think um, I'll play a big part of that. Chance will play a big part of that. All those guys. I mean, they they recruit their butt off because I mean that's our job now. I mean, we're trying to get the best players here. So right. Couple more questions before I let you go. Just talk about and look at the at the end of the day, these the star ratings really don't they they don't matter, right? But do you have a chip on your shoulder knowing that you're a three star guy right now? Whether that's because people haven't had a chance to see you play, or like you said before, you weren't you know you weren't necessarily in an offense that was going to be able to showcase your ability. Um, but is that something you think about at all? Is that is that motivation? I think it's more of just believing in myself and knowing that I, I can do anything I put my mind to. It just takes work. And that that's I, – I don't look at it as so much of, oh, I've got to prove this guy something because there's, there's nothing I have to prove. I mean, it's – You have I, you have the offer or you already have the D1. Yeah, I mean, I, I have the commitment and I, I, I believe that, like, if I do everything for my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that's that's all that matters and that – that's important to me. And if I just put my best out there and I, I work as hard as I possibly can, that that's the goal, you know? Last thing here, anything you want to say to the Canes fans out there? I know you've done, like I said, you've done a bunch of these uh, interviews. So, so you've had a chance to kind of, you know, get to know the fans a little bit. Yep. Um, but you know, what's your, what's your message to them? Yeah, I'm grateful for the um, Canes fan base. I'm grateful for everybody in it. I mean, just the love and support I get constantly on Twitter. I mean, they get, they even gave me a nickname, so that felt pretty good. Um, and just everything that's going on right now, I feel like it, there's a whole lot of support around the fan base, around the school, everything. And I think it's just really, really special. And, I mean, Miami is a special place to be right now. I mean, we're all, we're going to be on the rise in the next coming years. We've got the young guys. We've got an insane offensive line, insane receivers, insane DBs. I mean, just guys who are ready to make plays. So Miami's on the rise. Listen, man, I'm going to keep pushing this basketball thing. You see basketball teams doing, they may need an interior shop locker, a rim defender, we may have to talk to Coach L and, and and get him some film. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. You never I, I, know. I don't know. I don't know. We don't want you to get hurt either. So that's, <laughs> that's, the, that's the issue. But yeah. that but, might be fun. Yeah. But Judd be. Anderson, appreciate you uh, joining us and uh, coming on today. Yes, sir. Thank you.